0: About biomimetic dentistry. Uh, today, our guest is Dr. Jeff Jeff Davies. Um, welcome, Jeff. Um, you've. Um, I, I'll give you a proper introduction first, and then we'll uh, can have a, a discussion about biomimetic dentistry. Um, you've studied the concept of biomimetic dentistry extensively, starting in 2012, when you studied uh, under the father of biomimetic dentistry, Pascal Magna, at US c uh, you were part of pascal's first inaugural dental morphology function and aesthetic course um, that blended uh, dental arts and scientific literature um, while in dental school you started um, the biomedic study club as a way to promote uh, these concepts um, the biomedic study club bring um, those concepts of biomedic dentistry. Uh, closer to you than, than ever before. Uh, since then, you've studied with the leaders in biomedical continuing education, including two year, two year long mentorship uh, with uh, David uh, Dave Elman, one of the founding fathers of biomedical dentistry. Um, same uh, as the educators he has studied with, including uh, Dave Elman, Matt Nijja, uh Simon Delaberry, and Tim Ray. Um, so you started the Biomedic Study Club in 2015 while you were still uh, in dental school. Um, how did you came up with starting uh, the, the biomimetic Study Club? Uh,
1: super good question, super loaded question. So um, yeah, first off, thanks for having me on there, you guys are awesome. I've been a hu- huge big fan of all three of your work. It's really inspiring for me uh, on my own personal side. So. I just want to copy what you guys are doing. You guys are doing some great (laughs) killer work. So that's awesome. But, um, as for the study club, really in 2012, when I started learning with Pascal, I was hearing all these things he was talking about preaching and showing how the science was just backing all these things up. And I'm probably sure just like you became so infatuated with it. I was so curious about it and wanted to know more. Um, and so I kind of started my own little quest, just learning more about it, um, diving deeper into the literature and things. I started seeing that there was a little bit of disarray with the biomedic movement. It wasn't totally organized and things. So actually the study club was a little bit of my attempt to kind of help put it in a, in a, in a unit, put it in a group, put it in a, uh, a place we can find that information pretty easy. So I went to Instagram and then just started promoting concepts with it. I'd find a picture maybe that wasn't like what you guys have done. Talked about it, you know, say this is why this is validating the those concepts with biomedic dentistry, then uh just kind of sharing it post at a time really. But yeah.
0: So we started in Instagram actually.
1: Yeah, I'll start with Instagram. At first I started doing a little bit uh like blog posts and things, which. Um I like, and i 'm for it, but it got to be really time consuming and um but i've kind of kept it mostly with instagram uh there's a Facebook group as well that 's more for like the the actual landing place, I guess if you will, for just like the contents or the data and things like that, all the articles and things and'll say just that
2: and and were you one of was there even a big dental society back back in two thousand and fifteen on Instagram? because i i only discovered instagram in 2017 or 18 even
1: maybe i honestly don't think so there was a few guys doing some good work and there was uh their own personal pages and things but no no one was really making it like a unit where sharing cases and so i was trying to not have it be about me but have it be about everyone else in the world doing this amazing work and so i didn't see anyone really that was promoting it uh In a society and academy type group effort like that not even with anything really dentistry or dental page actually related like that
2: and you and and you got quite a few followers right it's 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 50k plus right now and and i think it's been around 50k for quite a while already it's it's big it's uh
1: yeah i've kind of changed uh my focus it was heavily On growth based for the first few years of having it. So, yeah, I wanted to kind of get it to be bigger and things. But once I got to that 30,000, it's yes, it's a lot of people. Once I got to that 30,000 mark, um, it was really more about transitioning from the people, defining the people, to more about getting the concepts and the getting so the learning was actually taking place with the people that cared about it, you know, like what you guys have done yourselves. Uh, And so it wasn't about the growth per se, but more about. The learning aspect of it. So yeah, I haven't done much. I've been at fifty thousand for a while. I'm growing a little bit. I don't really care about the growth per se right now. It's more about like this: the human interactions, the connections. We're working on growth, just different areas, kind of behind the scenes, not on Instagram.
3: Yeah. And for the people that 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 don't know the Biomimetic Study Club, it's not only a Facebook page, but on your website you can also download a starter pack with uh, with some literature. Uh, and uh, we saw that you recently updated the articles. Uh, that you, so, so, so now you have, have uh, uh, different articles. And if you want to become a member, what does that include for somebody that wants to become
1: a member? So really, it's just supposed to make the learning a lot more casual, right? Um, as what you guys have done in different aspects or any type of CE learning, it's, it's pretty formal and it's good, it's rightfully so. You go into a lecture hall, you sit there, you learn, uh, you get presented the information, the sciences. There's probably a hands-on element, but the whole point what I was trying to do is try to get rid of those boundaries and make it more accessible to the people and immediate results, you know I mean? I can ask you a question, a text, you know, here it is. What do you guys think about this article? How about this product? What about this technique? I have this case going on. What can I get? So more of that immediate help with that. Um, there's great people around the world in there and in, in that WhatsApp group and things that are sharing their cases. It's not so much about promoting themselves, but just having a quick reference, a resource into getting what they need.
3: Yeah. So, so you can, so you can help each other. And if you have any questions, uh, that you want the answer to, you have just a group of people that are like-minded and they can hopefully help you with that, with that topic or that subject.
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: yeah awesome that that's really nice yeah in um so we are all um uh, studying biomedic dentistry in our own tempo uh reading different articles um and sometimes there are things that you just struggle with and it's nice to have a helping hand that that can that can guide you in the in, in the in the right uh in the right uh direction uh, because what we noticed um is that biomedic dentistry isn't really known and some people even uh, even think that it's um, uh, that it's a, a new way of dentistry. It's a different kind of dentistry, even though it's evidence based. But then again, it's we find it that it's really hard to translate those articles to everyday mm-hmm. practice uh, yeah. and to do everything uh, exactly as they say that you should do it in the in the in the article. So the translation to to everyday is also really. Uh, a really difficult aspect in, uh, in in our uh opinion
1: yeah hopefully hopefully we can just knock that down each day at a time really I mean that's the point and Instagram helps with that but like it's so hard to get all those nuances of those questions you're talking about because without the clinical application of it, you don't really quite get it or it seems to get lost or you think you're doing something, me included, this is for everybody. I mean, I think I'm getting someplace, but then really once I start getting into it or analyzing my own cases, I'm like, oh, I could have easily done this better. Then yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a progress. We're all learning, but that's why that group's cool or any type of biomedic you know, collection like what you guys are doing is that we're all in different areas that we're talking about and then we can just take little pieces of truth here and there and then kind of keep moving forward and it's good but like you're saying i mean this started in 2002 really we're almost at the 20 year mark it's kind of been around for some time. yeah it's kind of weird to think about too
2: hey and it's and it's been it's your uh the study club has been quite has been a bit uh, silent for quite a while because you were building your own practice right yeah uh, and did you did you take over uh, already existing practice or did you build it from scratch? Um, how, how did you manage to to build a biomedic practice? Um, yeah, how do you manage? How did you manage? It?
1: Yeah, so I took over practice uh, a year ago, a year and a, a few months. Um, at least here in America, with the, this office, wasn't then they're, they're not contracted with any insurance companies, which was something I was looking for. So it's all fee for service. Uh, That was huge for me when I was trying to find a practice to build into or to make my own. Um, So it was an easy transition for what the Biomac Dentistry is. So a lot of what the Biomac Dentists will charge for their time. So, for example, if it takes 90 minutes to do a class two or 30 minutes, it's basically the same ratio per hour, just kind of built out a little differently. Um, But no, this this office had a lot of good things I was looking for in a nice part of town um the office structure a little smaller it's not very big but yeah it has taken up a lot of my time but even then i mean i'm trying to work on some of the study club stuff like i was talking about behind the scenes i'm trying to make it into more of a global effort like what you guys are doing and things but uh yeah so, i mean it's i've been kind of mia lately you know <laughs>
3: <laughs> and um in your practice do you um uh, do you, to, to your patients, do you promote that you are a biomimetic dentist or or how's, how is that going?
1: Yeah, um, I'm always trying to point out what I'm doing versus what the other people are not doing, if that makes sense. I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about the other dentists per se, because a lot of them are doing great work. It's not my philosophy, but I think they they could have done great work with whatever, you know or when i see a case where it's a failing composite let's just say or failing onlay because that's conservative and biomedic possibly right uh i tell them why this went bad and why we could have fixed it in a different place so yeah i totally talk about biomedics in every step i talk a lot and so i try to make it easy for my patients to understand and even while i'm working i'll kind of show them like hey i'm doing this carries die right here to help tell where how close we are to the pole, or how much decay is left or whatever it may be and things like that you know so i mean i'm always trying to just throw in little pieces here and there But yeah for sure yeah
3: and uh <laughs> are patients um coming to to you especially because you are a biomedic dentist right
1: now they don't know it but yes <laughs> and okay. so um so my practice what i bought into was a little more holistic or biological at first and i think that's great because it, this is, in my mind, it kind of takes a lot of the marketing out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So these holistic patients, they don't want amalgam, great, neither do we. They don't want root canals, great, neither do we. And so based off those two real core concepts, I say I'm holistic. You know, I'm preventing root canals. I'm I'm yeah. treating things differently. You know, we're avoiding so many big problems from happening by treating it conservative minimally, what you know. And so because of that, they're looking for me. And I'm trying to draw, make that connections with the public, you know, yes, this is what biomedic is, and this is how it can help, but it's not quite there where it should be yet.
3: Yeah, Yeah, because that's something that that also is quite difficult. For example, I know that all of us here right now do biomedic dentistry, but my patient doesn't know. Uh, my patient gets in my chair, and suddenly I'm working an hour on one tooth while my colleague uh, is doing it in 15 minutes. And people sometimes say, "Why are you taking so long? Um, why do you have a, a, a microscope or a loop? Or do you have bad? Do you have by, Do you have bad eyes? Uh, do you need it? S- stuff like that. So um, I think it's also important that our patients know. But also that translation is really difficult to to let them know that what you're doing um is something that is actually evidence based and it's um, uh, it's it's f- it's f- for them it's not for it's also for you but it's mainly for them it's to make their teeth last and uh, and um, um, stop that restorative cycle uh, of death and um, that's something that I f- find difficult in an, in a normal practice um, so yeah I was wondering how uh, how how you do it but the the biological Um, practice makes sense because people are in a way already looking for that kind of, that kind of dentistry.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I try to tell them, you know, here and there, like what I'm doing, you know, and I think it does carry more weight than what we think. I think those patients really do go out and tell their friends more than what we realize. I mean, and I'm trying to just grow organically like that. Um, But I have seen a lot where they have told their friends or their families to come and come see me just because I'm doing these things. They might not understand it completely, but they don't really care. But they know that I'm being conservative and I have their best interest at heart, really, yeah. and that they can understand that and see that for sure.
0: Yeah. So you still perform any anodontic treatment at all or do you refer them or is it gone completely to zero? Or
1: Basically, yeah. I mean, it's like that stat. I'm sure you've heard Dave say it. It's like the prevalence has gone down 70, 90%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They honestly just do not show up, which is amazing. I don't have any, there's not even one file, I think in the whole office, you know, like literally nothing. Uh, maybe like a, a few fives or something. I don't know. But like, I haven't seen.
3: <laughs> nice. And, and if so, you, if, you do, if you do, if you do have a, have an endodontic treatment or a patient with symptoms, what is, what is your uh, approach? Do you refer them to an endodontist because your patients don't want, probably don't want any uh, any 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 endo so do you or do you extract the tooth and do you go for an implant or how, how does, does how does that go
1: either one of those options really i tell them if that tooth is legitimately dead if we, there's no coming back from it you know cuz obviously yeah. if we know if we catch it soon enough we can flip that script and yeah. save that tooth but if it's dead i say three options one leave it alone obviously not recommended doing nothing is their right Mm -hmm. Uh, they can get a root canal or an extraction. Um at that point, since with my patients, it's probably sixty percent might elect to get it extracted. And I feel like on my side, since I'm not doing it, I just present them the pros and cons of each different scenario, yeah, what the next treatment would be, and then just guide that discussion. You know, if they want a root canal, great, go to this guy down the street. If you want this, you know, implant and go over there you know but really it's just up to them i try not to persuade with fear i try not to persuade with emotion but just say very very matter of factual here's what you can do for these options
2: hey and jeff do you do you you experience any resistance from other dentists around you like i can imagine if if you're in a town with with a few or maybe you're the only uh, biomedic dentist that other dentists could like gossip a bit like hey jeff is doing all this, all this stuff that is not necessary or exaggerated because if you don't read the literature or if you're not familiar with the uh, biomedic concepts then yeah you might have some some haters as you would call them
1: i don't know i'm sure i think probably so but i also wonder if if, if it's gotten out yet you know since i'm pretty new there for a year year and a half or so i don't know but like I mean, I'm sure we're probably taking some pieces from others, but yeah, we're not doing crowns, we're not doing root canals. I mean, I tell them it's like, hey, I'm not going to do a crown on the tooth ever. They're like, well, what do you mean? We're like, what are you going to do instead? But so, I mean, I'm sure that gets around to some of those dentists, but uh, I don't know. I'd really love to hear that answer myself, you know, <laughs> for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I think for me the hardest thing is if you if you work in a big practice and and you're the like the only one practicing biomimetic dentistry, then it's. you're not treating your own patients and sometimes it's really hard to to explain them what you are doing and uh, like martin told like hey why are you treating this tooth for an hour and it's very hard to explain without um bringing down your your colleagues um, right because we really believe that you should take an hour for a restoration and and um, yeah, how are, you, how are you going to explain to a patient who is used to having a, a restoration done in 15 minutes, how are you going to explain that it, that it takes one hour? Uh, of course, if you can explain it easily, I think, by, um, by, by summing up the, some, some evidence, but how are you going to explain it without damaging other dentists? That's, that's the trickiest
1: thing. I mean, so that's one reason why I had to get into uh, practice ownership versus being an associate someplace. I was seeing that pushback from my you know, owner dentist. They, they would theoretically gift me a crown like, hey, this patient's coming in. They need a crown. I look at it. I'm like, no, the composite's debonded. It's small or it's got this or it needs this, whatever, you know. So I'd never do a crown and people would look at me like they'd get mad. They're like, hey, if it's more than three surfaces, it needs a crown for sure, right? I'd be like, no i don't like why i don't see it i mean i don't know but then yeah so when i'm actually working with somebody i tell them like i'm doing these steps you know but there's actually time when i want to let things mature you know and set up you know and let it be done right but i think patients are really receptive actually though i mean at least here where mine are at they 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 like that extra detail i mean i'm charging a touch more but like the idea is that uh I just think they know if I care about them, I think they'll really appreciate it. I don't know. I don't know.
0: So we have quite some um, dentists who are watching these podcasts who are, are not performing any biomimetic dentistry. Um, could you um, explain to them uh, how dentistry changed for you when you, um, when you, why did you start, yeah, well, you, you, you studied uh, in your uh, dental school, but why should they flip over to biomedic dentistry? Could you give them a, a good persuasive answer to that?
1: Uh, it's a good question, and in some ways, I might not be the great guy to ask because I've only done biomedical dentistry. Okay. I assist, but but I assisted as a—I mean, sorry—I was a dental assistant before school for like two years, and so I would see a, these people do these bigger sorry, smaller fillings turn into root canals over a month's span, you know, because they come back for extra pain, you know, they come back for whatever. But hearing about biomedics, that, that answered it for me. So I think also intuitive for, I would say, every dentist in the world, we know what we're doing to teeth. We know we're cutting down something healthy or not. Lots of times I think there's inside the same like, yeah, you know, maybe that's a little aggressive, you know, but I don't know what else I could be doing here. This is what I've been taught. And like, I don't know what my other options are. We get stuck. But I think we kind of know that there could have been more of a conservative route. You know, I think that's probably a fair estimate for most people. I mean, uh, and then just, I think by once you hear about biomix, there's actually more treatment options than I think less that I think people are afraid of. It's like, if I'm getting rid of my crowns, if I'm getting rid of endos and extraction, well, what can I do? You're treating things so much differently with these conservative you know, direct composites or on or things. I mean, it actually opens up your lab costs. You're not spending so much on labs, you know, which is nice. So I think the actual overhead goes down because I'm not paying for all these extra files or extraction forceps or whatever it may be and things like that. You know, so my costs are actually pretty minimal. I don't know. I mean, and so I mean, that's what I try to tell them the, you know from my side. It's just uh, it streamlines the approach. I focus on three things, and I'm good. You know, it's not much more after that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think what I could what I could add I think is that your that your um, emergency time uh, per day will greatly reduce because I think I think when I just finished dental school uh, in the first year I did I didn't have Instagram I didn't I didn't do anything biomimetic I I just worked without rubber dam because we were told at university that we can work without rubber dam but rubber dam is only (laughs) for the for the beginners and. and I, I i remember that i sometimes I had a D bond, and other time after my restoration, I had a patient coming in with with pain, uh, like you already explained, and well right now i I think I see very, very, very few people um during my emergency blocks um, and that's super relaxed because i don't I don't worry too much anymore about. Even if even if even if if a provisional restoration is 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 gone, patients don't have yeah. pain because because of the immediate dentin sealing. So, it's really relaxed. You don't have to stress when you're um, uh, when the when the lady at the at the desk tells you, "Oh, uh, this patient is calling. His crown is is loose." Um, well, let let him come in tomorrow or maybe the day after because he's not in pain anyway. That's that's really that's really uh, yeah, that's really relaxing.
1: I think that's an excellent point, honestly. And I, I tend to forget a lot of what you just said because yeah, you're not seeing those retreats. No one's complaining about post-op sensitivity mm-hmm. yeah. and no one's come and say, Hey, my tooth feels funny still. Like, but how often is it where a tooth feels awkward for like six, nine months afterwards sometimes, you know, very traditional, but like, yeah, you don't see that at all. So yeah, you literally can allocate your time more to serving people there's no post-ops like that you know that's a great point you're not seeing crowns fall off you're not seeing other stuff you know and if so it was stuff you inherited or lots of other things but yeah for sure so exactly that's good
3: yeah if i if i look at myself the only patients that i see back are the restorations that are a bit too high after they didn't feel quite well with the, with the anesthetics and then it's just yeah, uh, they are for a minute or a minute and a half in my chair. I just check the occlusion, um, get get rid of the high spots, and it's uh, and it's fine. So uh, yeah, your 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 time is is really reduced. And what I also uh, also like is that sometimes the um, uh, the reception comes comes to me and they say, yeah, this patient called. Uh, the crown you just placed is is loose. And I'm saying, no, no, that can be, that can be. And then I I am looking. No, no, they say it's just the crown that you placed. I think no, I did everything by the book. That can be. And then when they come in, it it turns out to be a a, a different one. And yes. luckily, you can you can totally trust the concepts that you use. So you, yeah, it's almost weird if if it's actually that crown that that, uh, that has that has come off. And I also like that um, that com that confidence in your restorative work, and it doesn't say that uh does they say oh look, look at look at how good i am or anything like that but you just trust in your adhesive procedures so you know that when that patient calls it it is probably not your crown or your only or whatever it is
0: it's a very
1: good point i do freak out about that just like you When you like they call back hey miss jones says this i'm just like no there's no way, there's yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so true, though. I mean, you guys all got into it. You guys all got into it for certain reasons, you know. I mean, so it's just the same stuff as it like that, you know. But for sure,
3: yeah. I actually just discovered it through Instagram. Um, I don't really know how it all started, but I, I, I knew that Mart was going to Los Angeles, and I found Davy on Instagram, and I found your page and 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 that triggered me to um uh, to to learn more about it and to uh read articles about it and yeah that was a huge trigger for me but it was all true through instagram
2: and for me actually it was the biomedic study club that was my first exposure to to biomedic dentistry and i i remember how proud i was when (laughs) one of my posts was uh, reposted by you i thought
1: oh my god
2: Awesome. I've reached my life goal for this year. <laughs>
1: awesome. Yeah. No, dude, I'm just happy you guys are so cool with it all and so much good work. Really, we need should be giving the credit to Mark, he's the pioneer, right? It sounds like, huh?
3: <laughs> yeah, he is.
0: Well, I started uh, I think it, these two have uh, uh, surpassed me in their way of uh, biomechanics. <laughs> so that's uh, You. you no, would, I remember would, we, in, in the office for for. for uh David Elman for a year right that that was after dental school you worked for him in his office for a year
1: yeah i was a dentist and i was assisting him for about a yeah a year and a half it probably was even two i think it was i just say two years but i think it was that time it was my day off i mean sometimes it was thursdays sometimes it was fridays but uh it was my chance to learn and hang out i mean i didn't get paid maybe a hamburger here and there ask him about it but like um, it was fun. Really, we had a good time. We started, you know, he was really nice to me. And we met a lot of cool people with it, do a lot of good things with it. So, I mean, it was just my chance to do an apprenticeship, I guess, you know, really, but kind of just learn and, uh, continue to develop. So I owe a lot to him in my career, obviously.
0: Yeah. So you lived in Utah at the moment or? Oh, I
1: did then. Oh. Yeah, we lived maybe, um, 40 minutes from each other, 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So pretty well. close. So now you live in Dallas as
0: well, or do you just have your
1: office in Dallas? Just in Dallas. So I live in Dallas, but I live here too. It's about like a a five-hour flight, three-hour flight. I can't remember, three and a half or so to each other, but it's like a 20-hour drive, really, though, you know, but, um, yeah, so he's up there. I'm down here and things like that, you know, but even then, I get patients in Utah asking for me that I just send them out to Dave sometimes, you know, people i I treated before or something like that, but yeah
3: nice so you worked in utah in a different practice but you were assisting david as a sort of a pr- apprenticeship yeah so right. dave yeah.
1: dave and Davy and another person had an office um 15 minutes from my house and i worked at a few different offices around that area and so uh yeah i mean he would let me go see patient sometime at his office you know okay. after hours yeah. steps outside to yeah. that, but
3: and, and those and those practices where you were working they were also uh doing <laughs> biomedic dentistry or were you the only one doing it
1: um so one of them was i worked in probably like four or five offices during that time one was uh i was one of five dentists and i did as much biomedic as i could but I didn't get any work because I wasn't doing implants. I was doing crowns and I was the lowest guy on the total pole. They didn't give me anything. Yeah. Um, one office was pure biomedics. It was actually a good friend of Dave's as well, which I kind of got introduced a lot of it too. So that was fine. I was able to do whatever I wanted biomedically. You know, it was good. But then the other ones, I was just the only guy there and I was just doing my own stuff, you know, so I would just do omelets instead of crowns, you know, things like that. And they were all worried about their loss in production with root canals and. Mm-hmm extractions mm-hmm. and things. But that's so what we mentioned, you know, like I actually freed up more time to treat more people. So I didn't really quite. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Um I think I have all my questions answered. You gave a great story. I think perhaps uh Fray or not have any questions left or
3: Frank, do, do you have a question?
2: So yeah, what what is what are your future plans with the biomedic study club, uh, Jeff? Do we have any other plan? Do you do have any any other ideas
1: for it? Uh yeah, maybe we talk about this afterwards though too. But <laughs> so my next so I'm actually getting I'm in the process right now of building a directory. It will be global for everyone that's doing biomedics, and then it will relate to everyone that's doing the doing what they're doing, right? So part of the questions you guys were asking, we were talking about is how do patients find you? I'm trying real hard to address that issue. And so we can just have it be a a global directory first off, you know, and then I'm trying to make it more of an organization, you know, so more collaborative efforts between what everyone's doing, cross-promoting. So people that are coming possibly from my Instagram account can go to your guys' place. I don't want to be doing the training. I want you guys that are more hands-on with the people to be doing it and things like that. But, um, but yeah, a lot of people ask you like, "Hey, how do I get trained? You know, where's the course at? What's this about?" You know, and be like, "Okay, where are you at in the world? Go to these three people, and you're good." You know, so kind of like that, kind of getting it going. Um, Garrison actually has been a huge, big um, support for what we've been doing lately. QRA has been great lately, so we're working on a few projects. With both of them, possibly um, with some many courses and things, you know, possibly some publications, whatever. But that's a really long, random answer for what you just asked. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah. Lots of fun things. I, I am a little ADD, so I like to keep working on projects, even though I get a little sidetracked sometimes, you know. But yeah, I always want to be working on something
2: right yeah so nice
3: like, i think that sounds really, really similar we're we're also always working on stuff and doing things uh beside treating patients all things uh and next yeah. To dentistry yeah and um uh, what i would like to know is you were taught um biomimetic dentistry in dental school and that's that's actually really unique and uh, like i think david told that there are 12 universities globally that teach it something around How that number
1: you? yeah
3: yeah. yeah. Probably so know it's, more than me. yeah. So that's 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 a really unique uh, unique point. Um, was it taught to you that it's a different kind of dentistry, or how how was it brought to you?
1: Um, no, I knew it was different then. I mean, we would still learn about the traditions of you know doing like amalgams. We had that class too, where we had to you know do GB Black stuff. Yeah. Uh, we learned about crowns and bridges and all that stuff. But um, for example, our our indirect requirements could be either onlays or crowns okay. and they had to have a minimum of whatever. So I did crowns, but they were only replacing them. Same thing as now um, yeah. I could have done crowns on these onlays I did, but I just didn't, you know, but, um, but Pascal, he had his influence on a good majority of the faculty there and a lot of people knew and understood and appreciated what he was doing. Um, not everybody, of course. Yeah. But then, if you wanted to work with Pascal on the clinic on certain times of the year, like we could go in there and work with him on a one on one basis, again, you know, with our patient things. He was hard to work with because he was so sought after, you know, so it was hard yeah. to get chair times and things. And based on how our clinic was set up, the rotations and stuff, I couldn't always do as much as I wanted to, but he was great whenever we could, you know. If not, I'd go assist a friend, you know, that was doing that. So it was definitely different. Just not a, yeah, I don't know.
3: Yeah. And do do you also had to read a lot of articles? Because when I look back at dental school, we had to read some articles, but uh, right now I think I've read more in the last six months than I ever read in dental school. (laughs) And also I find them, I find them easier to read. I, I liked them more. I always hated it because I didn't I didn't get a clue of, of what was going go, going on in the paper. But I can understand yeah. when you're in dental school that some topics are really hard uh, because r- right now sometimes I'm reading things and it's still going a bit over my over my head and I can understand that these scientific articles can be really hard. Did you have to read them all or were it just presentations where he taught you the basic principle and you had the references there or
1: I don't know. I'm trying to rely on my memory for that, but I know some of these articles were referenced, you know, like him and Dave's article was definitely on there a few times. That was the same time it came out when I had this class. So that was like the, the brand new things. Um, he had them in the slides and things, but it was mentioned in the bottom, but yeah, I was like you, I just, I mean, I was trying to focus on biomedics. But I was also learning about oral surgery and endo and pedo or whatever. Yeah. And so um. But like his book, for example, we all read his book. The first two chapters were really good for how it pertained to our class and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how I spent my time is that I didn't really learn that much. Oh, no, I did. I didn't really focus my time into endo or other subjects just because I was trying to focus so much on biomedics. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I mean, reading is hard, though, yes. And so I didn't read all those, but like, yeah, I did what I could. I don't know. That was until, oh, go ahead
2: sorry did did you already realize what a what a legend he was when you were studying because when i when I was a dental student I really didn't care too much about i thought all my all my uh, dental teachers were heroes <laughs> in the field of dentistry and then um but but i I think pascal was never mentioned during our studies right I never wow. heard of Pascal mania so I can imagine 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 that if you learn from him, you only realize by now that you were super lucky. Not when you're wearing dental school. Uh, is that is that same for you? Or?
1: Uh, it was probably about a month or two in. Really, some of our TAs, which I'm sure you guys know, obviously, well, you guys do know. It was Kyle Stanley and Matt Najab. Mm-hmm. They were that's that's how I also I got so indoctrinated into it because they were my TAs. that would walk around and help us out. And they would tell us, like, hey, do you guys realize that people are paying, like, $20,000 for his weekend course or whatever it may be, you know? I'm like, no, that's insane, you know, whatever. And so um, doing some research, yeah, I found out that he was the guy that doing biomedics. He was, you know, obviously the father of biomedics and all that stuff. But um, I try actually tried to soak up as much as I could. Even once my class was over, I'd go back and audit his class, you know? So I'd go back and sit in the lecture hall whenever I could on those Wednesday mornings, you know? Depends on what the school schedule is like because you're trying to balance so much school responsibilities and things but uh yeah i actually wish i would have done more of that even though i feel like i did a lot you know yeah just because it was what you're saying it's so big
3: yeah i could understand i'm jealous
1: <laughs> <laughs> just take this course it's great it really is it's really good
3: yeah yeah awesome
1: $20, <laughs>
3: yeah yeah he, he will come he will come to to holland next year in in june he will be lecturing here for two awesome. days i guess so that, that will be really nice i'm 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 really looking forward to it and hopefully his book is already published by then i think it will be his second book i don't I know frank knows about
1: it yeah
3: yeah yeah
1: i, I know I it's coming any details. yeah i know yeah. it's coming the same but i don't know anything
3: no me neither
0: I think it was January of this of 21. Okay. Huh.
1: Not sure.
3: So. That would be great.
1: We we'll have to finish <laughs> the first book there. <laughs> yeah, know. <laughs> He's also speaking in Chile too. Did you guys hear about that? one? I'm sure you yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. So great. I guess next year I'm going to Chile I'm going to Holland to meet you guys too. That would be great. Ah,
3: you you, you are always welcome. <laughs> 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 that would be awesome. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah, I don't, I have any questions either anymore. Uh, do you have any questions for us right now?
1: Uh, I would actually love to do the flip of this, you know, host you guys and then hear about what you guys are doing. I mean, that might be another hour as well, get into everything. So I think I might just save some of those, but I mean, like I said, I've been a huge fan of all three of your guys' works. You guys are truly leading it. Um, and it's inspirational for me, but I'll save my questions for another date.
3: Yeah, great. Okay, awesome. <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Okay, well then, uh, I think we're going to uh, end the, the podcast now. Uh, we want to thank you very much for your for your time, for your inspiration, uh, for your help with the Biomedic Study Club. I think you've already reached uh, a lot of people, um, also in the Netherlands, but I hope we can reach a, a whole lot more dentists and uh, try to uh, um, uh, make them go uh, biomedic
3: yeah and we will put the links to the biomedic study club uh, in the uh, in the podcast notes so people that are on the website uh, watching uh, right now they can look in the links below and they will see a a link to your website and to your Instagram page
1: awesome thanks so much
3: yeah great Thank thank you all right bye